Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. Today's episode stems from a recent article that I read. Uh, so every once in a while, I do like to catch up on, you know, news like in Las Vegas or maybe in Orange County, California. Well, just what so happens that this article came out of Las Vegas. So for those of you that aren't aware, uh, maybe those of you that live outside the United States, but in the United States, we have this high-end gym franchise called Lifetime Fitness. And Lifetime Fitnesses have two different types of gyms. One is kind of their middle-of-the-line gym uh, with memberships, I think, will average around 30 maybe about 30 to $50 a month. And then they have their higher-end gyms that range from 100 to 150 to $200 a month, similar to what you'll see like at Equinox or other these high-end gyms. So what's very interesting is that not too long ago, I remember reading that Equinox was going to start building apartment complexes with a gym downstairs to kind of have this, this healthy fitness lifestyle all encompassed in one building. Well, fast forward to now, Lifetime Fitness has followed suit, opening a beautiful apartment complex and a gym and I think it's going to be in Henderson, Henderson, Las Vegas. Henderson is just kind of a, a suburb of Las Vegas. But here's the interesting part. This is what really, really just kind of like dropped my mouth. Because I says, as we, you know, as I talk about my lifestyle here in Thailand and why it's so superior than any parts of the world, is because I get to live this amazing lifestyle with my wife at a fraction of the price. And it's a price that's affordable to everyone, rich or poor, you can afford this lifestyle. So when I'm skimming through this, through this article, I wanna to get to pricing. So these are apartment complexes. This is an apartment complex by Lifetime Fitness. It also comes with a gym membership. So they're not condos, so you can't buy them one bedroom condos that's partially furnished is starting at $3,000 a month. But they're saying that the typical one bedroom is gonna be closer to $4,000 a month with their larger uh, units like their penthouses, $7,000 a month. And folks, this isn't like, this is in LA or New York. This isn't, basically Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the Southwest. And then as I was reading more in an article, there was a, I, I think it's already developed. I think it's already done. People have already moved in. And they interviewed uh, one of the residents saying that, and I think he pays like $4,000 a month for one bedroom. And he said that he enjoys it because not just the fact that it's a very high-end apartment complex that has all the, you know, from... Uh, beautiful pool, steam, sauna, then you have a lifetime fitness uh, right there at your disposal, but also a cafe that supplies, that basically supplies you or cooks up healthy cuisine. So in addition to that, he's spending, and I forgot what the dollar amount was, a ridiculous amount of money because he buys pretty much all his meals from this, this cafe. 
I'm just assuming because we all know we've been or you've been experienced in some sort of healthy type of cafes or restaurants where healthy food costs like two to 10 times more than processed food or fast food like McDonald's or your burger franchise or a burrito. A simple salad in these places can range now $15, $20. A sandwich, maybe $25, $30. It's just absolutely insane. So here's this guy paying $4,000 a month just for his apartment. And let's just make the assumption at least another maybe $1,500 a month for buying food in his cafe. So that's $5,500, not including utilities. That to me is insane because that same exact lifestyle that he has, you can literally have anywhere here in Bangkok. If you don't want to buy, that's fine. The same equivalent of a high-end condo that he's paying for $4,000 a month that's partially furnished, not fully furnished, partially furnished, that same condo here, $1,000 a month. And in addition to that, that condo is going to be centrally located like you live in Manhattan. Walking distance to everything. Where this is Henderson. It's not like Henderson is a thriving place. Henderson is just a very, it's just a residential, mostly residential. People from California love Green Valley Henderson because it's the closest city before you get into Las Vegas. So the same exact condo that he's renting for $4,000 at the high end will cost you $1,000 in a better location. And then in that same location, you're going to have a beautiful gym in your building that's probably filled with high-end equipment like from uh, Techno Gym. And if you don't want to work out there, there's usually a gym similar to our versions of Equinox or Lifetime Fitness within walking distance. And then all the food that he buys from this cafe, well, you could have the same type of healthy cuisine here in Thailand for about 300 bucks, 250 bucks a month. So the same lifestyle, not including utilities. So they're just throwing utilities in there. Let's just say he pays about $500 utilities because he's probably running his AC 24 seven because Las Vegas gets very hot. So $4,000 for his apartment, $1,500 for food, $500 for utilities, $6,000 a month. And he doesn't own anything. That whole same lifestyle here in Thailand, high in apartment, healthy food, don't have to cook anything, and utilities would be about $1,500 to $2,000 a month. That's it. It was just absolutely shocking to me. And this is not just Las Vegas. I'm assuming that Lifetime has these other apartment complexes and other large cities in the United States, and I'm sure it's a lot more. So if this one bedroom is $4,000 in Las Vegas, the same equivalent, if they built one, if they already have one, I'm not sure if they do, I haven't went to their website and checked their locations, but if they have one in Orange County or LA or New York or DC or maybe in Miami, I'm assuming it's gonna be at least another 1,000 to maybe $1,500 more, if not 
$2,000 more. Absolutely crazy. I was just talking to a friend of mine uh, this last weekend, uh, just kind of catching up really quickly. Uh, haven't talked to him in a long time. And I said, so how's, how's everything going? Because uh, he lives in Las Vegas. He's like, everything, everything's okay. He's like, uh, you know, we've been having a lot of monsoons, which is good, obviously, because of the desert. They've been going through a serious, serious dry spell, especially Lake Mead with uh, just the amount of water that's just disappearing from Lake Mead. But he said that it's shocking how expensive everything is now. And I was telling him, I said, I said, you know, I know that Las Vegas, you have obligations there. And I said, but please keep in mind, for what you're paying there, if you look at Thailand in the future, you can basically live a much better life in a better home and be completely pampered at a fraction of what your monthly expenses are. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, you know, I, you've been telling me this for years and I listen to your podcast every once in a while. And, and he's like, but, you know, it's hard to just get up and make that kind of move. And that's the second thing I'm going to talk about today. That is always one of the top five concerns of people moving out from their Western country to a place like Thailand. Hear it all the time. I just can't pick up and move. I have too much obligation here, too many things. That's understandable. The obligations that you have is obligations that you incurred yourself and they're not always good. So let's just throw out some crazy, some current numbers right now. The Fed just raised 75 basis points. In November, could be another 50 basis points. December, maybe 25 basis points. But there's good possibly another 75 basis points to 100 basis points to one whole point between now, which is October, to the end of this year, which is 2022. So all these interest rate increase isn't doing you, the American, any favors because inflation is not going down. Yes, gas went down a little bit, but your food costs are still skyrocketing. Those prices have not come down. And then for those of you that are looking to buy, now you have to think twice about it because now rates are getting close to 7%. Where just earlier this year, we were, there were 3% for a 30-year fixed. And for those who can't afford to buy, now you have to continue to rent. Now your rent is continuing to skyrocket. Everything is going crazy. But the thing is, is that, and I was mentioning to my friend, I said, yes, I understand you have these obligations, but remember this. If you really, really sat down, put pen to paper, not typing on your laptop or on your iPad or your iPhone or anything like that, actually take a big pad of paper, pen to paper, and write down all your obligations, you will realize that 80% of those are unnecessary. He's like, well, what do you mean by that? I said, what I mean by that is it's unnecessary in a sense of that does not need to tie you to Las Vegas. You could have those same obligations elsewhere, like in Thailand, but for a fraction of the price. Oh, by the way, he works from home too. 
it's just the it's just the to think about the the pain in the ass or the whole ordeal of moving to another country that's the only intimidating thing that's blocking you from this because let's throw out some more numbers so now analysts which is freaking insane earlier this year just kind of recap a few things earlier this year Wall Street analyst, financial analyst, macroeconomist are saying, okay, we're, we're going to go into recession, then we'll, probably go, uh, we'll be in a bear market for about a year, and it'll start to rally again, maybe the end of 2022, early 2023. That has already changed, folks. You know, what, you know what numbers people are throwing out now? Now people are throwing out as we haven't close to bottom yet. We may not bottom for another one and a half to two years from now, where some analysts, very, very smart guys who are full-time traders, believe that this bear market may continue for five to maybe even 10 years. And some of these analysts are even saying that if we thought that 2007, 2008 was bad, this could be just as devastating because of, some, of what's happening throughout the world. Two major, one major war going on between Russia and Ukraine. Now U.S. is throwing sanctions at Russia. Now China is teetering and invading Taiwan. So who knows what's going to happen with that? Obviously, I don't want that to happen because Taiwan is my home country. That's where I'm from. So if there's another war that starts from there, then in addition to that is... The UK is definitely into recession. The pound is getting killed. The euro is getting killed. The dollar is way too freaking high. And the people that are controlling this, like the, like the US Fed, have no idea what's going on because they're always 12 months late to the show. Where bankers like Jamie Dimon Hedge fund managers like Michael Burry are saying that the Fed is doing everything wrong. But it doesn't matter which administration, that's always been the case. I mean, not too long ago, and again, people are very, very quick to forget during a Bush II administration when, uh, when Greenspan started raising rates right away, crashed the real estate market, and then eventually the financial market. So I want everyone to think about this. If there is a possibility of this bear market going through all of 2023, all of 2024, all of 2025, just another one year, two years, three years to 2025, and now people are talking even longer, maybe five years or 10 years? Do you have the strength and the emotion to go through that? Does the company that you work for or the business that you run have the finance, have the clients to withstand a bear market like this? Where every, econom where every economist, and same with me, 
I'm not an economist, but I'm just shocked is with what, what we're seeing in the market interest rates with inflation, with interest rates going up, inflation continue to go up, everything's broken from supply chains to, and, and, and the United States doesn't produce anything. So they import everything. So food costs, everything else going up, construction costs going up, everything's going up. Shocking. And I've been saying this through my podcast for many years, actually since last year. How is it possible that consumers are still spending? How is it possible that retail spending is still climbing? I feel the very simple answer is credit was easy, just like what it was back in the early 2000s before the housing crash. Credit is easy, people have a lot of it, and they're using credit to spend. Because these individuals, whether they went through a financial crash through their personal finances back in 2008, 2009, 2010, and then maybe these same individuals did the same exact thing back in the dot-com crash. So they know how to play the game. They're like, I'm just gonna spend everything, rack up on my credit card debt, uh, lease out or buy another car, and who gives a shit? That I'll just let the bank take it. And then they're gonna get a bailout, and then my credit will be fine within seven years. And they just started all over again. The crazy thing is, when you look at, because um, we, we use a VPN, a stolen separate VPN router, so it allows me, my wife and I, to watch all the streaming, uh, all the streaming shows and streaming apps in the United States. So I still watch, obviously, I, I like to keep informed of, of news, whether it's financial news or just simple world news. And when you watch these programming, especially the morning shows like Good Morning America, whatever it may be, I, I just kind of have that on just while we're getting ready, having breakfast and just getting ready for the morning, just have that playing in the background. And you look at how America is really, really how they push consumers like you and I to buy more. Good Morning America does a, does a long segment that it's all about shopping. Now they have a spinoff show about shopping. They want you to buy more. They want you to incur more debt. So the question is, can you withstand another one year, two years, three years of 2025 of a down market with not just inflation, but now we're talking about deflation. Because remember this, just, just, last, just yesterday, just yesterday, Nike got crushed. The reason why they were crushed is because the massive amount of inventory that they have. And folks, this is not just Nike. Why do you think Amazon is having Prime, a second Prime Day? They're having another Prime Day in October, in this month. They've never done that before. It's because of excess inventory because during the pandemic, they double ordered everything. Now they just have to blow stuff out. So if you think it's just Nike, no, it's Walmart. It's every single major retailer throughout the world in these Western countries. They're gonna get crushed because they're gonna have to get rid of this inventory and eventually sell it at a loss.
So I'm going to ask you again. Do you have the willpower? Do you have the finances? Do you have the strength, not just personal strength, but also financial strength through your company to go through a long and tedious bear market? I don't think many of you do. We're expats here. We don't give a shit. We really don't. Will this bear market last for to 2005 for three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? It doesn't matter. We're fine. Because the vast majority of expats here have, their, have all their real estate free and clear. We all live in areas that we are walking distance to all major shopping and food. We already know uh, the places we need to go to. We have our favorite hospital that we go to, our favorite dentist that we go to, our favorite restaurants and coffee shops, and we know exactly what malls. And it's all inexpensive. And it's all affordable. And we never have to cut back on our lifestyle, cut back on going out to dinner, cut back on, on, going, on having a personal trainer or even going to the gym, cut back on spa visits, going to Healthland. We don't have to do any of that. Because as expats here, we have the peace of mind. We have that peace of mind that our finances are going to continue on. So these articles, which are just asinine when these developments are asking these ridiculous prices for housing. And then I read this other stupid article about Disney increasing the price of their high-end restaurant. Uh, basically, a dinner for one individual for their select menu, and I forgot what this Disney restaurant is called, is going to be like $650. $450 for the dinner, and then another $200 for wine. The market is always going to continue to market to the rich because the rich is only going to get richer. And the rich gets richer is because they are always buying a down market. They're strategic and they're smart about their money. Where everybody else lives paycheck to paycheck, will close their eyes, just wanted to brush all the bad news aside and just acknowledge it when they come face to face with it. What I mean by that is, is that when they can't, make, they can't afford to make their house payments and they go into foreclosure, then they'll face it. When they can't afford to make their credit card payments and their car payments and the repo man's coming, they'll face it then. That's a bad and that's a very strong cultural habit of Americans. I'm sure it is with other countries like Australia, New Zealand, and, and maybe like in England. But as an American, and, and Canadians have a similar, similar habit, but I know for a fact, because I'm an American, the American's culture is all about consumption, all about me, 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 and all about not worrying about finances because it's gonna take itself out. I'll deal with it when it comes. 
because the government's going to bail it out. And sooner or later, I'm able to get credit again. That is such a wrong way. It's, it's just shocking. Uh, the lack of personal finance. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Knowledge that your typical American doesn't have. It's just, they don't have any. They just freely spend because it's going to make them happy now. Thailand or being here in Asia teaches you something different. It teaches you how to be a little bit more frugal with your money because Asians are savers. It teaches you because especially as a foreigner, you just pen, pen, tend to pay everything with cash. You're not racking up credit card debt. You're not spending all freaking day on Amazon buying shit. Just your days and your mind is filled with things to see, do, and explore as opposed to boredom where you need to fill it with shopping. So I really, really hope that you, you, that this light bulb went off. Then again, I've, I've motivated you to get off the couch, get off the chair, get out of the bed, and maybe start doing some research. Maybe start reading a little bit more financial news, not just brushing it on the carpet. Because this is going to be a bad one, folks. Open door. So if you're not familiar with the open door, and for those of you that are listening in other countries outside the United States, so open door uh, is famous for like their iBuying program. So an iBuyer, basically, what that means is, is let's say you have a house in Newport Beach, California. Instead of going to traditional end of looking for a broker, looking for an agent to list your property, you just simply go to an iBuyer like Open Door. There's, like, there's so many of them. Zillow is the one who kind of started this first, but they closed that program down like two years ago because they were losing money. So Open Door is still at it. So I read another recent article about Open Door and how they're losing money. Carvana is an iBuyer program. So Carvana, same exact thing. Instead of going to a lot, selling your car, putting your car on Craigslist, auto trader sell your car, you just go to Carvana, pop in your VIN, pop in whatever detail information they want in your car, and they give you an offer on the spot. So open door, same exact thing. You pop in your home address, answer some questions, they'll give you an offer on the spot. So this interesting article that I read about open door. So there was a house that was for sale, I think it was in somewhere inland empire in California, Yorba Linda, Yorba Linda. So the gentleman said in an article they interviewed, said that he literally, literally almost fell off his chair out of surprise and shock when Open Door was offered to pay him $1.4 million from his home. It was more than he expected. Obviously he took it. Open Door put that home for sale immediately. They, they do slight renovations. Then I'll put it back into the market. I apologize. You might hear some noise in the background. Uh, there's some construction going on right in front of my office. So I'm just going to walk in the conference room here. So, so basically, Opendoor did the slight renovations. They put it in the market within a month at $1.6 It didn't sell. Every two weeks, they lowered the price. They eventually sold it, 
And folks, this was back in May of this year. They eventually sold at a loss, 1.3 million. Another example they give, a house in Las Vegas, it was in North Las Vegas. The owners, and again, surprised at the high amount the open door offered them, $540,000 for their just regular home. Obviously, they took the offer, they sold it. Open door did the renovations, 30 days later put it on the market, and eventually sold it at a loss. Open Door has a shitload of these, of all these homes that they bought. And because now there's excess inventory, now homes are staying on market longer because of the higher interest rates and the slowdown of mortgage applications, they're gonna have to sell these things at a loss. Look at Carvana. I think Carvana, their stock just got annihilated. I think they're down like 80%. And I think open door stock is the same exact thing. They're getting annihilated. So folks, you have to look at these things. You have to read the writing on the wall. It's not enough to just go into your Albertsons going, oh my God, eggs have doubled in price. Oh my God, they're telling me that turkeys for Thanksgiving is going to double or triple in price. Everything is more and more expensive. This thing that I bought in Costco is now two to three times the price. You have to look at other things. Are, is there still a lot of homes for sale in your, in your neighborhood? Are more homes staying in a market longer? Are you seeing more price reductions? Are you seeing more closures? Are you hearing about your friends being laid off from work? That should concern you. And then the one last thing too, I want to talk about another article that I read about the fire movement. So for those of you that are millennials and Gen Zers, you're very familiar with the FIRE movement. So the FIRE movement, folks, is basically an acronym for being financially free. Early retirement. So early retirement is a very, very uh, popular hashtag, not just on TikTok, but on Twitter. Uh, so FIRE movement is retiring early. Retiring like in your late 30s to, to mid 40s, right around 40 to 45. That, that's kind of the goal, about 45. This article stated that the FIRE movement is not it's not possible in this market, which I completely agree. If you live in a Western country, if you live in North America, if you live somewhere in the EU or somewhere in Europe, Australia, some Western country, it's not possible for you. But the fire movement is still very well alive and possible for those millennials that are living in places like Thailand because it's obtainable. So if you are slaving away, if you're in your 30s and you're still being able to put aside a whole big chunk of change and you're maxing your 401k, you're maxing your IRA, even though the market is freaking, uh, there's another 25 to 50% uh, downturn in the market, you're still not gonna be able to retire at that 45 to maybe even 50 years old not at the rate that everything is going. Folks, everything is a slow burn. Not everything is gonna to crash tomorrow, but I am the type of person, I hate to lose money, and I do not forget during bad times, bad markets, and when I have lost money. It is fresh in my mind, because I don't want to repeat those same mistakes.
But most people, they don't remember. They don't want to remember those kind of things. They want to brush it aside, and make the same make same thing, make the same mistakes every ten years. I hope you're not one of them. And if you have, I hope this time, you're smarter about it. I hope you realize that maybe the strategy that you put together five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, isn't going to work because that magic number isn't, high, isn't big enough. That age that you want to retire isn't obtainable. So what are your solutions? Your solution is to look elsewhere in a place like Thailand. Where recently I just wrapped up a client and their family. Uh, spent basically a month with them uh, just showing over the different homes that we acquired for them. Uh, and these homes weren't furnished because they're very large homes. And then um, helping them furnish their homes, uh, got them some cars. Uh, we got their Thai elite visas. We also got their driver's license. Uh, we got their bank accounts, their LLCs, I mean the whole nine yards, and also took them a tour around the country in different parts of Thailand. So we, we, and that's what we do. That's what we do for our high-end clients. That's our job. So they were here for a month and they just left. But they're going to be turning around, coming back uh, November. Because they want to be here November, December, January, and February because it's one of the best times of the year. And like I say many times, Christmas in Thailand, Christmas in Bangkok is... It's a, it's a must. You have to come here. So when he came here, and this was just 30 days ago, 30 days ago, so the bot today is just under 38. It's about 37. Let's just make it easy. Let's just say it's 37. That's extremely high, folks. If you haven't listened to my other episodes about Thai bot being historically low, you need to listen to that because your buying power is so much more. So when my clients uh, wired their monies here, at that time, it was like 36.5. They were shocked at how much excess bought they got. And folks, I'm not talking just a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'm talking a difference of an excess. If they do the same exact thing just two years ago or even three years ago, they basically made a million, it's like a million, three million, four more because of the exchange rate. Isn't that crazy? It's basically enough money to buy another beachfront home. That's why the timing here is so perfect. It's so prime. We're ready for you to get here. Rich or poor doesn't matter. You could be a middle class. You could be a, let's just say, a 55-year-old woman, woman that's divorced. You're a lousy husband, kicked him to the curb many, many years ago. Your kids are smart, they're intelligent, you're empty nesters, they're in college or, or they're a little bit older and they're fending for themselves, they're doing a great job about it. But you are there in the United States, 55 years old, and you see that you're going to have to decrease your lifestyle every single year and downsize your home. You can 
sell everything right now. The market is still good when it's still okay. It hasn't crashed yet because, like I said, everything's a slow burn. It's going to take some time. The real estate market is decreasing, is going down, but it's going to take some time before it gets really, really bad. You don't want to be there when it gets really, really bad. To me, this market is like just ending 2007. You don't want to be there in 2008, 2009 when it, the, the shit just hit the fan. You can sell everything and you can come here and you can have this fantastic life. Are you a golfer? You love to play tennis? Want to join a country club? You can do that. You want to have your dream home, live in a place that you always wanted to live, whether it's by the beach or live in the heart of the city within walkness and everything? You can do that. Want to get a massage every single week? You, you want to have a maid? You don't want to do housework anymore? You want to drive? You can do that. Or if you're not that healthy, you want to live in a nurse uh, or a, just, a, just a healthcare practitioner or comes, someone that comes to see you every day where it's completely unaffordable in the United States because someone like that costs three to five to $10,000 a month. Here, affordable. So I hope I've motivated you. I hope that these articles, please do not turn a blind eye and say, I refuse to read the, uh, the news. I refuse to watch the news because nothing but bad news. But folks, you have to come to realization of why it's bad news. You have to know what's going on and how bad it's getting. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki, he's an author and he's an investor. I mean, he, he's way off of the left field. I mean, he's just too freaking extreme where he thinks the U.S. dollar is going to zero, which that's never going to happen. But he makes some good points about crypto and so forth. But he makes some good points about one of the biggest crashes in our lifetime is about to happen. It's going to happen. And even though, the crazy thing is, even though, as I say, it's a slow burn, because right now, you know, uh, over this last year, we've seen the rise in cost and everything due to inflation. And then now we're seeing the top end of the real estate market. Again, it's a slow burn. Then as the months pass by and a, and a, year, go by, and a year goes by, you're going to start maybe seeing potentially deflation. In a deflationary market and there's nobody buying anything, that's a really, really bad recession. Go to YouTube. Watch financial news. They're five minutes long. They're 10 minutes long. They're, they're showing you charts. They're showing you what's going on in the world and different economies and how it's affecting you. If you think that, oh, Russia, Ukraine, that doesn't affect me. That's another side of the world. China, eh, their housing market's going to pop. Who cares? It doesn't affect me. It does. It does. China now, if you're not aware, is telling all their central banks to sell out the U.S. dollar and use their own currency to the renminbi, the yuan. That's not good for the U.S. dollar. That's why I keep telling you, while the U.S. dollar is strong, now is a prime time to come to Thailand and buy a home 
because you have more buying power. But the U.S. dollar cannot continue to be this strong because when the U.S. dollar is too strong, nobody wants to trade with the U.S. dollar. So it has to be devalued. Some of this stuff, the stuff I'm talking about, may sound like I talked about it in the last episode or episode before that, because I'm trying to raise this red flag for everyone. I, I, I don't want to just continue to do episodes about food or fun stuff. There's enough podcasts out there that talks about that. If you really want to get your butt moving, get here to Thailand, listen to my podcast because I'm hopefully going to talk about enough pain to help you realize if you're not in pain now, you may pain in the very near future, financial future, that you need to take action now. You can't wait till the end of the year. You can't wait to see what happened in 2023. You can't tell yourself, well, I'm okay. I think I can survive 2023. And then maybe the bull market might come back in 2024. No, it's not. It's a slow burn. It takes time. For the, we're already in a downtrend, folks. It, it's literally like, what's a good example? Like a roller coaster. You know the roller coaster, when you first go to initial, it goes click, 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 click. So you're going up, 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 up. And then you're at the very top. And then now you just, just free fall down. And then you, you, you have these little ups and downs, up and down, up and down, up and down. There's no stopping it. The free fall in these economies, in these large economies, is already happening. You're just not seeing it because you're not reading enough and you're not engrossed in it. But when it really the shit hits the fan, it's too late. You can't bail out. Where now, with a little bit of chunk of change that you have, maybe you only have 250, maybe you only have a half a million dollars, you can come here, live a great life, just weather through this bear market for the next two to three to five, even ten, I don't think it's going to 10 years. I think two to three years is, is, I think 2025. I think it's been a good solid three years of a bad market and it'll slowly start to increase in 2025. And that's right around, I think, the next Bitcoin having too. Three years is a long time, folks. Three years is a long time to suffer. And if you're rich, well, you have more buying power and buying the dream home that you always wanted because the bargains are still here. And for those of you that run companies, that maybe you're like, I'm just tired. And you see this big, huge, just this, this wall ahead of you of just heartache, layoffs, shareholders coming down on you or partners coming down on you. You're having to reorganize, re-strategize. If you don't want to do any of that, quit, sell your company. Come here, retire, start enjoying life. So these are just some of the highlights out there. There's still a lot more articles that are just as devastating. 
Please continue to educate yourself in personal finance. Please continue to be aware of your surroundings of what's going on. And even if it's not Thailand, it's fine. But look for a destination that's going to give you the freedoms. It's going to give you uh, all the choices that you have in your Western country, that you have in this second world nation, but also all the perks that allow you to live this type of lifestyle carefree. In addition to that is, is having the right visas in place too. And these can be other countries in Latin America, other countries in Asia. Europe, uh, there isn't any. I wouldn't go to Portugal, I wouldn't go to Greece, I wouldn't go to Italy, I won't go to Spain. I, I think it's going to be really bad for them. South America, Brazil, no way. No way. Colombia, no way. Argentina and Chile, they're, they're experiencing problems around, no way. Personally, if you have to, like I say, if you have to go to Latin America, go to Costa Rica. Don't, not even Panama, go to Costa Rica. In Asia, you have some choices. If you don't want Thailand, you have Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines. All these countries are still somewhat affordable. But I still feel that you get the best of the best of a Western-style lifestyle here in Thailand. So thank you so much for joining me. And please remember, the faster that you can basically face dead on and help predict what's going to happen six months or 12 months from now based on your habits, based on how you are, how you work as a person, when you come to that realization, I think you're going to realize there's a lot of pain to come. So I really hope that my podcast, my episodes, has shed a new light and shown that Thailand should definitely be in the top of your list. We'll talk to you soon.